0: Greetings, welcome inside, final hour tonight of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend. His name is Mike Harmon. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, we'll get into the latest news involving the Jets in a couple of seconds because, oh, boy, when it rains, it pours. Jets, But uh, the Writers Guild strike is going to end at midnight. So we're going to get – back in the morning you're going to get Hollywood is going to go back to work and all the different television shows and movies that have seen progress on it stopped over the past 100 days for the strike right and and it's great because it's great that it's over and it's great to see that that everybody is getting paid and 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 you know you saw big time actors who get paid a lot of money standing up for the smaller actors and you know during the the SAG strike and now the writers standing up for the writers as well and solidarity that actors didn't show up for shows or no I'm not going to show up while well, this is going going on. And you had Drew Barrymore go through a really public and ugly situation. I'm going to bring my show back. And no, I'm not going to do it without writers. So it's good that this is over because look, we all want content. We all love to be entertained and Hollywood's going to get back to doing what they're doing.
3: Well, at least from the writing side. (laughs) Yeah, from the
0: writing side. So we'll get back on that part of it. But just understand, this is one thing that that You know it's hard to to sit back and say, okay, let's back an evil empire of movie studios and streaming services. You know, yes, let's let's celebrate the individual and the actor who needs to get paid, needs to get paid money, hundred percent. But I'll I'll tell you how this is going to end. It's going to end with you and I and everybody else saying, oh, so to because they're paying extra money our street streaming service is going to go up in price. That's no, all that's, absolutely going, right. that's, all that's yeah. going to happen. So in the end, we're going to be the ones that foot the bill on this if we want it. Oh, yeah. Hulu's now going to go up $3 a month. Because uh, we have to do that now to offset the cost that we're paying now for the strike and to the writers. So everybody's happy, and I'm happy it's done, and I'm happy for the writers, and I'm happy for everybody, and I'm happy for everybody to continue to work. But let's not forget, this is not something that had this sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows ending. This is going to be, oh, guess what? Uh, you guys are going to be the ones that pay for it. So no, all it. of it us are going to pay for what vacuum. happened here. That's yeah. right.
3: Because nobody uh, in the studios, they're, they're not taking any pay cuts. Right, The folks that were brokering the other side of this and fighting, no, their percentages aren't changing. It's just how do we grow the pie? We charge you, Jason Smith, a little bit more. You want the bear season three? Mm -hmm. You want to see what's next beyond
0: suits? (laughs) You will pay more. We're all going to pay. That's exactly how it's going to go. So just understand. And there is going to be a bit of a... Reorganization the next few years for streaming. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, you, there's not going to be as many options because there, there's too many out there now. You're going to see some streaming services are going to merge. Some are going to go out of business. So we'll we'll be back to the four or five coming up soon. There'll be four or five that are going to make it uh, overall. And and that's kind of where it's going to be because right now you're at like you're at like 15, 12, 15, It's 15s Like how do you choose what to keep and what not to? And I like this one show this one network has, but I'm not going to keep that for forever. So I'm not going to get that. Streaming service because it's not worth it. I'll wait to see what happens. So you're going to be a big reorganization of streaming over the course of the next few years. But understand, it still doesn't mean prices are going to go down. You're going to see prices for everything is going to go up, and we're going to pay it. Hey, yay us, yay us.
3: Well, and that's it, right? It's you know you got to pass the cost along. As as a guy who has watched the price of gas at his local station go up a dime a day, uh, the reality is there, right? You see it uh, time and time again and for the streaming services whatever the consolidation is the takeovers the sales all of that uh yet to come out in the wash uh and now you just have to solve the second part of this because remember this is just on the writing side so your three dollars per uh per month that you theorize don't forget to add the actor's side of this so uh make it a nice even five at a minimum
0: Twitter, how about a fresca, Mike? It's Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon live from the tire studios. So, just to understand that little bit, and now we get to the Jets. Uh, <laughs> Rich Samini, who is a Jets Cimini. beat reporter. Hey, Samini. Samini. Uh, hey, Jets, Jets he is beat referenced reporter.
3: on the show a lot. Hey, Samini.
0: Yo, Samini. Jets beat reporter for the New York Post uh, had this bit uh, through Bleacher Report that the Jets defensive players are upset with head coach Robert Sala. Why are they upset? Because of the confidence he is putting in Zach Wilson. They feel that another quarterback should have lost his job and they would have moved on to another option. And now you have dissension with the Jets, because of course you have dissension with the Jets. When it rains, it pours, right? You can't. This is how it goes for the Jets for 40 years. But let me just let let's just get the blame straight here because Robert Sala is someone who who since he's come in to be a head coach has been the head coach of the defense his offenses have stunk why because he's not an offensive coach I don't like any time a team hires a defensive guy as a head coach because by and large it's hard for them to succeed because it's about the offensive side of the football and unless you're a defensive coach that brings in an offensive genius or an offensive guru your team is going to struggle Case in point: What have we mentioned the entire time? Zach Wilson's been the Jets' quarterback. Robert Sala has said, "Don't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes. Don't." Of course, you're going to be afraid to throw the football when all your head coach tells you is, "Don't make mistakes." Now, that being said. The Jets have to understand Robert Solid is trying to keep everybody together, right? This is not, hey, I love Zach Wilson because I believe he's good. It's Zach Wilson is the only guy we have right now. we got to wait a little bit to see if other quarterbacks shake loose because it's still too early in the season for – Kirk Cousins to get traded, for Ryan Tannehill to get traded. So I'm just trying to keep everybody on the same page and everybody together. Do you really think going to Tim Boyle is going to be the answer? They tried to go to Mike White the last couple of years, and after one good game, Mike White stunk, right? There's no magical fix, and all he's trying to do is keep everybody together. So I would hope the players saw this, right? Now, if you're looking for, for a piece of blame, if you really want to say, what did the Jets do the worst with their quarterback position with Zach Wilson, It's in the off season. When they got Aaron Rodgers, this should have been the time to say, you know what, we're moving on from, from Zach Wilson. We are moving. Even before you got Aaron Rodgers, you should have signed a quarterback that would have been your backup quarterback that could play when you need him to. Because to come into the season with Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson, that's stupid, right? You wanted Zach Wilson to take a step back and learn and not have to play. You want him to be the third-string quarterback. Because it sounds stupid to say the guy we, we had to go out and get somebody else to replace, that's the guy we want as our back in case he has to play again. You didn't want Zach Wilson as your starter at all, so you went and got Aaron Rodgers, but Zach Wilson's still your backup quarterback. That's stupid. That makes no sense. The Jets needed to go out and say, okay, we get a starter, and then we have a backup that can come in and play, and then there's Zach Wilson. When they got Aaron Rodgers, they could have just punted on Zach Wilson. They could have said, you know what, Zach go do something someplace else this is great you know we, we love we love what you've done but it's time for us to move on and you let him go because nobody would care the media wouldn't care the fans wouldn't care the players wouldn't care they'd be happy with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets could have done the right thing by going out and getting an Andy Dalton type or someone who if they need to come into play would be okay coming in and taking over for Aaron Rodgers because guess what as we've mentioned the last couple of weeks 75 quarterbacks played in the NFL last year everybody needs their backup nobody goes Goes in that has a great plan saying, Yes, we want to win, and we have an untested rookie backup that we don't know that can do anything. Nobody does that. That's why all the backup quarterbacks that talking head said, The Jets should go get any doll. Jets should go get this guy, the Jets should go get this guy. No, none of those players are available because teams know they may need them, right? No one's moving a guy. The Cowboys aren't moving Cooper Rush because they may need him if Dak Prescott gets hurt. Quarterbacks get hurt. You need a good backup. That's where the Jets' failure was to not punt on Zach Wilson when they had the chance to say, it's not working for you here. We've had a lot of sample sizes now for you. We've had two full seasons, and maybe part of it's our fault, which it is. Maybe a big part of it's your fault, which it is, but it's time to move on. We went out and got Aaron Rodgers, then we can have a backup, and then we can have somebody else start third string. Or if you wanted to keep Zach and say, third string, you're not going to see the field at all this year. Take a big step back and then worry about 2024, but you're not going to play this year. That's where the Jets made that mistake, and they had the money. They had the money to go out and get a quarterback and say, okay, we have money to say, pay Aaron Rodgers here. We need, a ba- we need a really good backup that can go in and play. That's the failure. You Talk about the failure. What do you want to be mad at Robert for and Joe Douglas? That's the failure, not having the guy back up at Aaron Rodgers. Because if that happens, the Jets beat the Patriots on Sunday. I don't know if the Jets beat the Cowboys, but it's a much closer game. And the Jets clearly beat the Bills worse than they would have beat them in week one. So you're looking at a much different situation had the Jets taken care of the quarterback position better in the offseason.
3: Yeah, I think that's the hard part to the process, right, is if you're going to keep Zach Wilson along. And it's something we've talked about philosophically, brought it up a little bit earlier, is if you, you have to worry about the guy's psychology of who else is in that quarterback room, you've already lost, man. It's the old, hey, I've got three of whatever, you and you don't have one. It's the same thing with the mentality of your quarterback. If they're that fragile about the possibility of someone coming and taking their job, then then you're going to be in trouble. Because they're they're not fully dedicated to pushing forward, you know. If they're continually looking over their shoulder for what might be happening and what someone else is processing, or if they get their hand up faster on what do we what should we have done on this play? Ooh ooh ooh, going all Horshack from uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. There's a timely reference for anybody 75 years old or, or older. But the uh, the idea being that getting a a, ba- a veteran backup who who is just kind of a guy sure but when you're looking at aaron Rodgers, you're also talking about the the near 40 year old guy and, and making your choice of all right maybe he can help zach wilson because you still saw enough in practice on tape whatever that you thought you could coax more out of him with the future hall of famer in the room now how much of a, a guy he was working with zach or not I don't know what's real, what's imagined, what was Hollywood hype. uh, Because he certainly wasn't the same guy he was in Green Bay the last couple of years that we've talked about. Away from the team, out of the room, out of discussions, Jordan Love doing his thing. And we don't know how great or poor their relationship either it's all just a lot of guesswork but at least the optics were this is a guy that was kind of salty kind of done with it all so how much of a help was he when he didn't want to be there for off-season workouts so going and getting that veteran quarterback again who's giving him up and the guys that are still out there Guess what? They're still out there, Jason. You can go claim any one of them. You can save Matt Ryan from calling the fourth game for CBS this week if you want. Look, and
0: look, and, and that tells you where the Jets quarterback position is at, that all these guys were calling the Jets. Yeah. Not the Jets called them. Matt Ryan called and uh and, and Carson Wentz
3: called and everybody Colin wants Kaepernick a called. They yes. all want to call. Hey, how about me? Why not? How about me? I've got my presentation ready. Uh, I've got my film tape, and I've got a PowerPoint that I can wow you with. Yeah.
0: That's the savior, yeah. Trevor Simeon, to you, Jason. Yeah. the savior, Tire gonna save the men Jets.
3: savior. Mm, Trevor Simeon. He's going to save them. Yeah, sure he is. Sure he is. The flaming tire Trevor fire Simeon. that is the New York football Jets. Mm. Hey, you get the Chiefs this week, buddy.
0: Yeah, no, and Taylor Swift, I'm sure she's going to come to the game. Oh, she won't. And she's not going to watch that garbage. Hopefully she's wearing a Zach Wilson jersey. How cool would that be? I'm not dating Travis Kelce anymore. I'm dating Zach Wilson. Oh, that would be great. Taylor Swift likes her career. That would be great. That would be the end of it. Yeah. it you know Zach what, Wilson though? Jersey. You want
3: to talk about a full NFL takeover? Because nobody's paying attention to that trash on the field. It's all about her. I mean, that's the one saving grace they've had in Chicago. Here, let's. how quickly can we get Jared Payton to do another media availability <laughs> about the video he shot that got 30 million impressions plus? <laughs> we don't want to talk about how bad the game was or break down game film or the no-show effort that the Bears got. They still claim 24 million people on average were watching that game. Half the country had it taken away at halftime. Yeah, well, people found a way. Including me. I've already written several angry letters. I'm like Dufresne uh, at Shawshank because I'm pissed. What are you talking about? I I paid a lot of money. Now write twice as many letters when you get the Bears game. No, 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 but I didn't get to watch that second half live. Hey, we got- I had to go back and watch it on my own time, you know, as I would have anyway. But that second half was like NBC reruns back in the day. It was still new to me. They deprived me of the opportunity to watch my blood pressure fluctuate. Because, no, you know, no. I do have to test that every day, Smith. Look, I, I, so, uh, yes. I mean, they robbed me of here's a stressful si- situation, something that could could make uh, things elevated and, and checking where you are and how much progress you've made. I was deprived of that by YouTube TV. You failed me. No, and I I agree with you. You Jerks. You should
0: be able to watch... No matter how bad football it is, that's what you pay for the pack. You should be able to watch. and not get to take it taken away from you. But I guarantee you in the YouTube offices today, they said, hey, how many complaints did we get about switching out of the Bears game? You know, just this one guy in purple shorts, he sent a really angry uh, video to us. Yeah, what else? No, that's it. Just that one guy. Oh, okay, great. We can do that again then. That's fine.
3: I'm still, I'm still riding for my bully pulpit. I'm going to show up on the Pico lot and I'm taking over Coward's show tomorrow with my complaint. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Get all over.
0: Out. Oh, Twitter and how about a fresca? Mike and swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. TireRack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: From BBC Radio 4,
2: Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God.
0: I feel like I want to watch an 80s movie with a montage in it. <laughs> like someone working out to get in shape for a big fight. <laughs> or or someone doing a lot of different, the two people that may want to date, the guy has a crush on the girl and they do a lot of things together as friends and then he oh, realizes yeah. maybe I have more of a feeling for her and maybe she's got feelings for me and you see this. It's a music montage.
3: Starry eyes, staring into space. Yeah. Fox Sports yeah, no, Radio,
0: the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Live from the Tyrac.com studios. Uh, we have the uh, result, the biggest game in Major League Baseball tonight. One team can breathe a sigh of relief. They're still in the chase for the playoffs. Yeah, the Dodgers whooped the Rockies in 22. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad they are because I picked them to go to the World Series preseason. Uh, but... Speaking of baseball, we lost a legend today as Hall of Famer and Orioles legend Brooks Robinson died at the age of 86. And we say the word legend for a lot of guys. Yeah, and guys are legends, but we're talking about a guy who was universally the greatest third baseman that ever lived. Nobody played third base better than he did. 16 straight gold gloves. And he. Oh, by the way, the it's not like he was just defensive player. The guy could hit. He hit two sixty five for his career. Had twenty eight hundred hits. Nearly had three thousand hits. Won the World Series a couple of times. Won the nineteen seventy World Series all by himself. Go back and look at highlights of the seventy World Series and go, oh my goodness, how does a guy make plays like that? Uh, You can say a lot of things. Maybe George Brett was a better hitter. Maybe Mike Schmidt was a more powerful hitter. Nobody played third base like Brooks Robinson. He has always been the standard bearer. He is the guy that all great fielders are, are compared to, whether you're Arenado or Roland, whoever it is. And he always will be the best. Fifty years from now, it's going to be, hey, this kid's good, man. Ah, yeah, you know, may, maybe the next Brooks Robinson. And, and when did Brooks Robinson play? He played 75 years ago. That's how good he was. And just just watch highlights of him. Just watch the plays he's able to make. Just how comfortable he is at third. I mean, he was made to play that position. And, and, and my entire life... It's been Brooks Robinson is the best third baseman. Everybody else you can argue about. Who was the best shortstop? Was it Ozzie Smith? Was it Derek Jeter? Was it every other position you can argue about. Who was the best catcher? But you get to third base, oh, it's Brooks Robinson. And nobody can say, oh, what about this guy? No, 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 you're wrong. I mean, universally, he was the greatest third baseman who ever lived.
3: You know, one of my favorite parts about, about his life and legacy, those Jason, is the fact that he knew uh like his status right a lot of times we get the oh uh, they passed and and you get all the the accolades and all of the tributes and whatever. And it's like, well, I I hope they got some of this. Well, no, no, no. Brooks Robinson was a guy who was decorated and revered throughout the baseball world. And certainly that city of Baltimore, Um, you know, the the pictures of he and Frank Robinson uh, up and out everywhere right now. Right. The two of the greatest in the game, same surname, but you know, from my friends and colleagues back there that have been doing radio spots and, and, the city for years used to go to training camps or whatever like you couldn't go anywhere without there being a Brooks Robinson jersey on a wall or a picture with the proprietor and every one of them in the media it's like here I was when I met him when I was a kid and here I am on my first day on the radio beat and here I am when I retired and he was still coming to the ballpark and they're all signed and all these things that along the way uh, all the great stories and tributes but 16 straight gold gloves the Hall of Fame career, I mean, is nearly as many walks to strikeouts in his career. And when we think about, you know, most third basemen and, and hitters, you know, back in in those eras, it's kind of like quarterbacks and interceptions in the 70s. You didn't worry about them, right, to, to the same, to necessarily the same level, not as free swinging as you are now uh, or were until this this current year, but, you know, we, we look at His career in in all-in-one city, 23 years, that 1957 tops rookie card, so iconic, uh, and just uh, a lifetime of love in that city and always being held as the standard. And a guy that was giving with his time to his community, to players coming up through the organization. I hope that this year what he got to see of it was special because – the Orioles were finally back to relevance.
0: Uh, you had a lot of fans tonight gather around the Brooks Robinson statue at Camden Yards. They had a moment of silence tonight at the game, but uh, against the Nationals to honor Brooks Robinson. But I don't know that anybody can put it better than his former teammate Jim Palmer. And, you know, we, we we talked to John Palmarosi earlier in the show, and, and one of the most iconic plays in all of baseball history is Brooks Robinson robbing Lee May of a hit in the 1970 World Series. It's very readily available. You can see it. It's one of the best plays. Yeah, you'll never see a third baseman make a better play Yo. than this. And it's funny because Jim Palmer was the guy pitching, right? I mean, he, he was he was pitching on this when they won the series in 70. It's funny. Palmer, who had a Hall of Fame career of his own, uh, he was throwing that pitch that, you know, Brooks Robinson made that play on. Here was Palmer, you know, Orioles legend, Hall of Famer, former, you know, who's a big national broadcaster for a lot of years, remembering Brooks Robinson on Masson earlier tonight, which is where the Orioles games are aired, and you hear him get emotional trying to tell stories about his teammate and his friend.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires.
2: You know, I got here when I was 19. Brooks got here when, when you know, 18, 1955. Yeah. So we, I think maybe he always knew what it's like to be in the big leagues at 19. And then I think when you get to the big leagues, you know, you got to get here, you got to stay here, you got to figure out how to get better, and then you got to decide who you want to be like. And for all of us, you know, who do, you know, we do. He was the best. So, um, you know, and just, you know, the little things. Uh, everywhere I'd go, you know, I'd, I'd get a Brooks, there'd be an autograph ball, and I'd, Brooks' name would be on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I used to, to tell him, I said, how oh, can you write, 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 write so big? Because it yeah. was a big city. But everywhere I'd go, people would go, God. We all know he's a great player. He won 16 gold gloves, but we also know um, what, how special a person he was. And,
3: I mean,
0: really something for Palmer to keep it together because this is, you know, you're just hearing the news and trying to go on and and keep Mm -hmm. your thoughts together and talk about Brooks Robinson, but that's the kind of guy he was. And everybody got introduced to him in in, uh, Sleepless in Seattle, right? When, when, uh, when, When Jonah gets the letter from Annie, from Meg Ryan's character, who is from Baltimore, and he's reading the letter to Tom Hanks, and he says, Dad, I like this girl, Annie. She says, first thing, anybody who reads this has to understand that Brooks Robinson is the greatest third baseman ever, and this point is not negotiable. Dad, she likes Brooks Robinson. She says he's the best. You think he's the best too. And Tom Hanks just goes, that's because he was the best. Like, there's, just nothing, there's nothing special about this note. Everybody knows Brooks Robinson was the best.
2: <laughs> I love that part She of the looked movie. up something
3: from baseball. <laughs> it's everybody knows Brooks Robinson is the best. Come on.
0: Uh, yeah, Mr. Oriole, 86 years old. Brooks Robinson, he really was something. And Jason. Yeah, people do you don't realize because pe- a lot of people think the Orioles, they just always sucked. But the, those teams with the Robinson, the both Robinson brothers. Oh, they call the Robinson. I mean, these brothers. were some yeah. of the best teams yeah. ever assembled. on well, that
3: pitching staff, yeah. right, with Palmer and and Cuellar and those guys. The seventies, the, day. the late, I mean they were
0: in the World Series almost every year. Yeah, the late sixties into the early eighties was an unbelievable run for the Orioles. That that started with guys like Brooks Robinson and Frank Robinson, and then got into all the great pitching they had. They had Palmer and Scott McGregor and and uh, uh, Steve Stone and and you know they had. At one point, they had what they had the whole thing with Orioles. What they had: Cy Young, Cy Old. Si and Cy Present and Cy Future, <laughs> right? They had like the four best pit, you know, Cy Old was Jim Palmer and Cy Young was Steve Stone and Cy Future was Scott McGregor and Cy Present was uh Mike Boddicker, I think, if that the that run. Sure. That run the Orioles had from sixty-eight into the early culminating with with you know getting to the World Series uh you know in, in 79 against the against the Pirates and then uh they go they they go on to win. I mean, it's it's been really some kind of run. Uh, for the Orioles, uh, you know, back then, and it was started off. I mean, look, Brooks Robinson was there for a long time. Frank Robinson there for a long time.
3: Yeah, now, yeah. now, happy days again. They've reset the franchise. No change in ownership, so still some curiosities as to what changed in the water. Uh, and showing, at least for a moment, things can change when you have a. I'll just say it. When you have a bad owner no, that sure, the, the local sure. folks don't like, 100%. that maybe, maybe you can catch lightning in the bottle by hiring the right person uh, to help in the draft evaluation because right now they are stocked. And what's funny is if you hold up a picture of a lot of those guys, you'd swear they'd been cloned.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's no hope for Dolan, yo.
3: No, 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 no. no. no, Well, no, no, or the McCaskey. he doesn't like to own
0: the team, so it doesn't matter. He doesn't like owning a team. He owns it like that.
3: I know. (laughs) I don't like owning a team. Oh, really?
0: Then then you kind of own it exactly the way you should then, since you don't like them. From BBC
2: Radio 4,
4: Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.